Happy New Year. It's the A-Strings Podcast, number 28. So people would have heard a brand new introduction music there. Yeah. Which we haven't done yet. We haven't done yet. Because it's in the past, but you'll I, hear this in the future. I hear it in my head. Yeah. Do, do a bit of it now and then see if it matches up. Okay. Brilliant. <laughs> At least if it's busy tomorrow in work, that's going to be the intro music. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. So, it's been a while. It's been a long time, as they say in rock and roll. Since you did rock and roll. Mm. We, I guess we got blindsided a bit, in as much as it just got a bit crazy for Christmas, and we weren't expecting it because it's been a bit of a lacklustre kind of end of the year to that point, hasn't it? And I think getting the three of us together anyway. Yeah. I mean, we haven't done a video in God knows how long, and that's just that just needs the mm. two of us. So just and to get the two of us. We did the first one today, which yes. we'll talk about a little bit later on. Yes, we did. Yeah, um, the last video we did before today was the Ultra versus Elite. Right, so that's how long ago that so was. That was in November. Mm. Man, it's as nice as it is to be busy for Christmas, and we did have a, you know, a decent December. It did what we needed it to do. Yeah, which is get money in the bank for the tax man, etc. For as busy as it is, it is nice to just kind of draw a line under all the madness and get a bit of routine back, isn't it? You know, because you just you do lose routine for for the oh god yeah. for the week. It yeah. is, um even I think even the run up to you know even the run up towards December mm. was I think we were so looking at December and obviously the end of November was getting orders ready, yeah. stock orders ready. Yeah, we kind of started. We were in the kind of barrel down the hill already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, <laughs> one of the um, kind of non-starters for December was the kind of Christmas party. Mm. <laughs> we did really put a we didn't put a great deal of effort into it. I didn't promote it as a Facebook post. So with the Christmas party, do you think that it was just <laughs> purely fake? <laughs> it was just. It was one of those just awkward social situations, wasn't it? You know, I I thought right what. What should we do to kind of you know try and make it as festive as possible? You know, we I bought in mulled wine, mince pies, and everything. Just didn't promote it very well. And so Tristan said, you know, you'll stay for, you know, I think Tristan kind of insinuated, you'll stay on if it's any good. You end up going around by half six. Mm. <laughs> um, so we we bought, I think it was seventy two miniature mince pies. Yeah. Um, still got some. There's we still some got there. some. Yeah, there's still yeah. some there. Yeah, I, yeah. I think we got through a packet and a half. Um, Mark Slade um, and his um, girlfriend had a couple at the end, but um, yeah, it, it just didn't get going, did it? Like we put on like a mariachi band. Yeah, um, that was good. Christmas uh, MP3s. Now we didn't get a mar- if we had a mariachi band in, that'd have been amazing. But yeah, no, it was, it was YouTube. We just kind of misjudged the entire thing, really. I think just the the mood of people, the um, you know what people were going to consume. But didn't there some? I've still got four bottles of mulled wine. Yeah, didn't open one. 
it did kind of um, <laughs> sum we, up sum up the end of the year for us, though, wasn't it? Because we were we were all a bit kind of frazzled. Yeah, by the yeah, end of it, last of that happened. Yeah, yeah. the um, <laughs> we we were wondering if you know with mulled wine, obviously you need to warm, warm. it up. So yeah. you know, if anybody wanted some microwave, we were going to microwave it because we got no <laughs> no means of heating. No, but um, there you are. It happened, you know, and yeah. we know what we need to do in order to make next year. We did a pub yeah, quiz. We did a pub quiz. Still be applicable next year. Nothing was date sensitive, so um, no, I don't think just so. you'd have to remember if there's stuff that is relevant. You'd have to remember just that extra year, yeah. back. <laughs> That's all it is. But starting 2020, I'm feeling positive. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's um, it's always good to have uh, Nam. At the beginning of the year, to we, kind yeah, of we've already started getting some emails through, and it's um, it it's exciting seeing the stuff. It's a little bit daunting as well, in as much as there's so much stuff. You know, we could get if we bought a quarter of it. Well, we had one email today that we looked through. Yeah, that had it's just pages and pages and pages. So much new stuff, and it wouldn't be a dilemma if there wasn't so much good stuff on there as well. You know, yeah. also not just good stuff, but weird stuff in as much as. So, you know, we can't talk about it, but we've had the Fender stuff through. Yeah, the Fender announcements that yeah. we're going to be making. Yeah. That we're not allowed to talk about until the 16th, and we're not going to talk about it until the 16th. But we can say but that... But you may see a video <laughs> before anyone else. <laughs> no, but there's um, there's some stuff on there which, you know, um, is, uh, is a continuation and kind of expansion of certain lines. Yeah. And then there's just some things I wasn't expecting whatsoever, just some really far out kind of things, which you think, oh, do you know, you know, where's their mind? You know, are they really, is that going to be, are people really looking for this kind of gear now? But I'm constantly proven wrong with mm-hmm. regards to this stuff. And the stuff that I think will just, you know, I, stuff that I think is just bad ideas and will alienate yeah, um, you know, uh, uh, an audience where I'm completely proven wrong, and people ask them, and you know, so it's a risk, isn't it? You know, what do you, you know, where yeah, do you put your eggs? Exactly. You know, we I think we had plans, didn't we, going into this year now, of getting a few more of the custom shops. Yeah, you know, obviously, yeah. getting the, you know, the full lines of the new releases like ultras and bits yeah. and pieces. Uh, but then, yeah, you see that email then and you're like oh okay well absolutely what do you, you know do? where do you... does it put your plans and yeah and you know the the awful oh, awful the, the difficult thing about it is is that you know you look at the column of you know when's things do you know you've got yeah. some it's not going to be a, giving anything away to say that fender have got limited edition things coming out as they have done for the last however many years yeah. you know like since we've been a shop you know every year they've had limited edition stuff mm-hmm. and staggered throughout the year yeah so that's fine but that takes up just the first couple of pages of this thing. This was like a 25-page document. Yeah, was, yeah. And everything else is due within the next couple of months. So, you know, you say, right, okay, I'm going to, you know, let's buy, you know, one of those, one of those, one of those, blah, blah, blah. It's all coming through in February. And, you know, yeah, we're not in a busy period of the year, you know. So it's, it's just a, a risk with regards to what you decide to take on and, you know, trying to foresee what you're what your sales and your cash flow is going to be like. Yeah. So, yeah, so, you know, it's always exciting because there's new things to talk about. Um, 
we've like I said, we've had some things through already. Are we going to do? Is this shop news? Have we already kind of gone shop news, or should we do shop news now and introduce a new jingle, which is yet to be written? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because we've already dipped our two into the new shop news. So, are we going to? Is this going to be shop and global news? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Shop and is global that, is news. That a, is that our new feature for 2020? Shop and global news. There's a nice rhythm to that. I'm already getting ideas. My mind is already fizzing and popping with ideas. Shop and global news. Shop and global news. Shop and global news. Shop and global news. That's not the jingle. That was just me whispering. That's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it could be, it could be us. So, shop news. Um, I guess the... News is going to be that um, the main news that we're going to be Music Man deals again. Yeah. So that is fresh, fresh news. That's the, yeah. this week. Fresh news. Oh. Fresh news. That's a better title for the for the segment because that that I, I'm going to say shopping. This news, news doesn't need plastic wrapping because it is that fresh. Fresh. <laughs> fresh news. Oh. That was. This week, wouldn't it? That yeah, we kind of yeah, literally yesterday we just kind of um, come up with the deal. The, so, yeah. um, situation with Music Man, we were Music Man dealers very early days because we get on, uh, dealt with strings and things since 2018 or way back when I was down the bay. And Frankie, he's, he's a rep, but he's one of our best mates. You know, he's yeah, yeah, just, yeah. you know, brilliant guy. And um, he's... As you know, we're, we're good mates with uh, a lot of reps, and they all kind of guide us in the what they think is the right direction. And you know, Frankie, you know that to the extreme. You know, he's just you know a really really good guy. And you know, we when we started here in in um, Intraforest, um, we started doing the subs and some of the Sterlings. Right. And um, you know, between Frankie and Nigel, who was working in in the office there at the time, they said, "Listen, there's nobody else in the area doing Music Man, and you know, it, you know, we've dealt with you long enough. We know we, we know we can trust you with the product. It'd be good to um, get in some, get like a partnership yeah. going." Yeah, yeah. So we did, you know, and we'd literally been here four or five months. Yeah, and we, you know, our top end guitar was a classic player. Or it might be in a road worn strat, you know, at topping out at like eight fifty, eight hundred and fifty quid. Yeah. Then all of a sudden we had um Steve Lukather kind of signature model, we had stingrays, we had uh, we had five or six guitars in mm. that were just they were out of our league at the time. You know, we we weren't established, we didn't have people coming to us knowing that they could get That's right. Things we didn't have things like finance in place, we didn't have um, well, you weren't here, so I we know. didn't have we didn't have no. a, a skilled salesperson to sell the things either. So yeah, and you know, <laughs> and, some... we, and the service department wasn't kind of establishing. They, you know, it was a, a lovely for them to put their faith into us, and it was us kind of overreaching too early on. So it didn't work. Mm. Um, the models we had here kind of they stagnated for a while. You know, the bases seemed to move through, but the guitars really didn't. And so when we sold our last one three, four years ago or whatever, um, it was right, okay, we draw a line under that. They they upped the dealership requirements and it was big, wasn't whereas it? they had I think it was a good fifty or so music man dealers in the UK, 
um, they upped their commitment so that I think they wanted everyone to stock 24 Music Man guitars, and that's a hell of a commitment. You know, we're not talking subs and sterlings. There is, you know, that's the American Music Man guitars now, and they're a um, they're an acquired taste anyway. I don't yeah. think anybody picks up a Music Man and say that it's a bad guitar, but people don't. People go out looking for a Fender Stratocaster or a Gibson Les Paul or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, Music Man is something that they've got to be made aware of. You know, it, it's not necessarily what, you know, it's probably not what their guitar here is playing. So, um, you know, holding 24, you know, American instruments like that was too much of a commitment for most people. Yeah. And so you only had the big boys doing it. So PMT Antons and guitar guitar were the only people really doing music man yeah um two years on three years on that's not worked out by the sounds of it and so they're looking to re-establish the music man kind of network dealer network and it kind of comes at a point whereby it'd be nice to have a fresh brand on the wall yes. i think you know nothing's ever gonna happen to gretch jackson I see nothing's ever going to happen. I'm not trying to tempt fate, but if we got anything to do with it, you know, nothing's going to happen to Fender, Jackson, Gretsch. Um, you know, I would reckon back his stock's always going to be limited because supply That's of them is, is limited. Yeah. Um, you know, Shergold thing is doing well, it's doing its thing. Um, you know, things like the Vintage and um, PRS, you know, yeah. they're really strong sellers for us, so we don't want anything to happen to, to that. No. So, you know, the Hagstrom thing has been the biggest disappointment of the last few years, and we just can't seem to do anything with it. They're not bad instruments. It's just the square peg, round hole mm. kind of scenario, um, instance. And yeah, and I think that, you know, the Music Man thing, even though it wasn't sort of on the list of consideration, kind of when you think about, when we were thinking about new brands to get in, it's one of those ones that doesn't actually clash with anything else, really. No. You know, it's, um no, it, it doesn't, you know, like, um, because we were, you know, obviously the Ibanez conversation was there, but yeah. close to Jackson. And also close to PMT, who are big Which are Ibanez, Ibanez dealers, dealers yeah. you know, so. Um, Epiphone was another one, but again, you know, yeah, we do the vintage, we do the PRS thing. And, you know, it's it's not to say that these names aren't going to be conversations in the future. It's no, just no, that, no. you know, the opportunity approached us and. So is it a different you know, are they a bit more sensible in their requirement now? You know, yeah. So basically, we're going to get half a dozen pieces in. So I'm thinking a couple of bases and start off with four yeah. guitars. And then what happens is, you know, in the same with everyone else, they get their limited runs. You know, so do you remember? Oh, do you remember we had those roasted maple neck um, blue? We had yeah, the blue the base s- and the the Axis, Axis Sport Sport. Yeah, that and was lush. So with the, it was like a hammerhead shark inlay, wasn't it? Uh, cutaway. Yes, it was, and um, f that. and that, that was it, yeah, yeah. the f was shaped like a shark. That's right, it? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, stunning. So, um, they have their limited editions, so, you know, yeah. we'll kind of build up from there, really. Well, I think um, Chris had his silhouette from us, wasn't he? He did. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he brings that up now and again. <laughs> so, that'll be something good to um, look at. And, you know, the other good thing being as well, you know, just talking from, you know, the YouTube and, you know, and podcast kind of um, side of things, Strings and things, you know, they're such a good, they're such good friends to us that um, if we wanted to, if we were a bit nervous about stocking something, like for example, the Majesty kind of guitar, yeah, which is, you know, it's a real tasty kind of price. 
Um, and, you know, there's so many different options with it. If we wanted to maybe borrow one just to, if we wanted to take one in to have a look at it, see whether it was something that maybe our customers would be interested in, or to do a video and a, a podcast kind of look at it. Yeah. I'm sure that, you know, they're easy go enough to kind of send us one, see what we think, and if we want to keep it, fine. If not, kind of send it back. So, yeah. Because um, we did, the Majesty was here, wasn't it? It was it the was. Do, we black did, and yellow? Black and gold? Because it, it it's got like the V shape, isn't it? It was black it has, and gold kind of V. I th- maybe. I thought we had a couple of Majesties in. There was the one kind of super spec one, which had like all the piezo and right. d- kind of some weird electronics on the back. Do you remember that? No, I, I definitely, there was one that was black with the gold kind of V in it. Um, I remember the Super Sport. I remember like a purpley kind of one. Yeah. Albert Lee, we had, didn't we? Albert Lee, yeah. Which was That's the, the other thing is that, you know, they've got some really good endorses, endorses, endorses. And when they come around to, when, they, when they're when they in the UK, you know, there's generally opportunities to get these guys in to do a clinic. Yeah, well, Petrucci does. Yeah, does go around and do stuff for yeah. them, doesn't he? So. And, and so does Albert Lee. You mm. know, so you know to get you know somebody like you know one of those two, that would be a real coup. Yeah. Speaking of, there was mention of Jennifer Batten last year, wasn't there? Her with, name was brought up. Oh, with Marshall. Was it Marshall? Was it? That's who she's. Yeah, uh, well, with, I, was, I think it was Marshall, wasn't it? Was it? Hmm. Yeah. So she's. I've seen that she's on board with Jackson now. Really? Yeah. So she in her last the latest interview I've seen. Um, She's got a signature Jackson. But she's been with a few people. She's done Washburn and and I think she's done Ibanez and things like yeah. that. But, um, I, yeah, we mentioned her, didn't we, before Christmas? Um, Maybe. And, uh, yeah, we couldn't think of her name at the time. But yeah, Jennifer Batten, yeah. who obviously was famously Michael Jackson's guitarist yeah. through the early 90s. Right, okay. Big blonde hair. and I love big blonde hair. Big hair. Back home. Moving on. <laughs> Um, so other news so new arrivals for the shop mm. one in one coming in so uh, after the success of Earthquaker and they have been you know a success you know yeah. it's it's not often when you, it's not often you get something in and it's an immediate kind of uh, it's an immediate seller you know it's generally you've got to promote it heavily and then yeah. you know it it goes from there. But it's done really well. Yeah. Um, the uh, same suppliers of our Earthquaker stuff do New Neighbor and they do Maris and they do Old Blood Noise and lots and lots of other people. Uh, Maris was one of the ones that we were asked for before yeah. we made the orders. Um, so we decided to put our toe in. Obviously, a lot more expensive and there's only five in the range. Yeah. So we ended up getting, I think, three of the five initially. Mm. Um, we've only got the one left now. Right, okay. Um, but yeah, they're, they're obviously another pedal brand this this in um mm. i think this year was definitely we were definitely going to look more at pedals yeah um but there's there's like yeah there's lots of things to to look at i think um old blood noise would be a nice sort of mm. move especially down that earthquake route they they're more similar to the earthquake stuff um and obviously um new neighbor if we wanted to go more down the two notes. route two notes yes they do all the two note stuff so all yeah. the torpedo stuff all the Cabayars and everything like that they do. Cabayar. Cabayar. <laughs> um, Peterson, we've started again. Peterson yep. um, tuners through again, which is something that I was bringing in. I was the only person bringing it in, actually, from yeah. 2006 through to about 
2011, 2012. Well, we still get phone calls. Yeah, yeah. From yeah, people. But, Ma- um, mainly piano tuners. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's nice to get a bit of that back through again. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm just trying to think if there's anything else, really. Oh, PRS. So ah, the yeah. PRS, uh, I guess they call them... 35th anniversary, isn't it? Yes, we've got the 35th... Uh, so we've got the 35th anniversary models coming in. Which I'm not sure about because they're semi-hollow, and I think that there's a very limited market for semi-hollow, but everyone else everyone else I speak to about them seems to think, oh, yeah, they're going mm. well, the semi- to be lovely. And yeah, the it. semi-hollow lines are just part of their SEs. Interesting that they've just announced the they're doing a Makati S2. Yes, I did see that. Yeah, they look quite cool. But S2s, you know, they kind of start at a grand, and then they go up. So is this going to be they the look upper like, end? Yeah, they look like they're going to be kind of that. It's kind of the gloss finish and all the rest of it. Yeah. So they look really... Yeah, they're going to be more CE than S2 price, I reckon. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're doing a double cut, single cut, and then a uh, like a thin, I think right. it's called. So it's mm. a thinner body. But the switch has moved. It's not, it's not up on the, the top. We've had some really nice bits in and have gone since last podcast. We had that lovely thin line tachyman. Yeah. Um, that was here pff, no time was it days? days yeah Lyndon got that didn't he yeah he's yeah. responsible for a lot of uh, yeah gaps um, Telecaster shape usually Elwin had that our, one of our oh, favourites one of our favourite tackle yeah, another yeah. tackle so it's been quite Japanese heavy actually mm-hmm. um, um, Matt Longbottom of um, previous podcast fame yes uh, from Korg he called up yesterday and they needed some sales figures with regards to what we did tackling this year compared to 2018. Okay. And we're significantly up I was going to say 2019. We, we definitely but up, yeah. the interesting thing is we sold, uh, for November, December 2018 versus November, December 2019, we sold, first of all, we sold two Japanese Takamines in 2018, which was, if you remember, the Parlor and the and the CP. And one of the, yeah. yeah. And we sold two in 2019. Which was the thin line of yeah. the mahogany. Yeah. But, um, we were almost exactly to the penny. Um, the amount, of, um, the 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 value of the amount of tackings we did in 2018 was the same in, as 2019. We were a couple of pennies down in 2019, but the amount of tackings is in the the models we sold about f- three or four more this um, this um, last couple of months. Oh, but it so, definitely feels that way with tackings. It definitely feels we that was kind of the. Kind of almost popular the, guitar of the last quarter for us. That and the guild, and the guilds, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and faith, you know, the, the, between the three of them, it seems like, you know, the, tack. I mean, you've got the pretty looking things with the excellent pickups. Faith, yeah. you've got the, um, you've just got an amazingly well spec guitar. Yeah, and guild is kind of almost like a hybrid of the two. Yeah, you know, and it's got maybe a bit more classic. You know, it's the it is a bit more classic. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's not but, as modern. Um, we had uh, the M40, yes, um, the gilding as well. Really nice um, spruce top parlor. Couple of, bit, couple of bits we're waiting on with the guilds, isn't there? There's the dreadnought. I think it's the D40. Is it or is it maybe even one up again? Yeah, sunburst with the gloss. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we got the sunburst one. But apart from that, news wise, Harry and Meghan are moving out to Canada. Apparently. Couldn't care less. Apparently. Should have been paying for themselves a long time ago. A little bit of politics. That's not politics, is it? Is it politics? Go down factory tour, maybe. Maybe. Think of the time. <laughs> so that wraps up 
fresh news or well, God, we've got to make a decision now is it fresh news or is it don't need to wrap it up Dio because it's fresh fresh, fresh news, news. Oh. So we're gonna have to do a new biscuit news jingle for twenty twenty as well. Yeah, yeah. This is gonna be an absolute. It's, it's bedlam because yeah, obviously of the time we got it was. We've got a lot of thank yous to do, and we are gonna miss people out as well because it, which is really really ungrateful, but. Well, it's not ungrateful because you know we said thank you at the time, but it's yeah. going to seem um, it's going to seem rude not to mention them. But there are going to be omissions. So if you're listening, sorry. Yeah. So first of all, should we decide on our mince pie of the year? Yes. Oh, hi, Tom. <laughs> Tom is here, by the way. Woken up. <laughs> so, um. What was your mince pie of the I'm year, Tom? I'm going to go for taste, uh, um, what's the Tesco one? Tesco's Finest. Finest. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, as in the, the like the, the proper box ones, not the bakery ones. The box ones, yeah. I think. That's interesting. I was exposed to the Asda ones right towards the end of the, um, of the mince pie period, and mm. they were lovely. But I think the um, the Sainsbury's ones, were my favorite. Yeah, just, they were the first ones we tried, weren't they? Yeah, the very first yeah, ones, and yeah. just generously filled. Mm. Yeah, the the one that I really liked wasn't even a taste of difference. Oh, are you going to talk about Elwins? No, no, no. He's on our thank you. Okay, list. because well, yeah, maybe they shouldn't come into this section. But actually, that was my favorite one. But, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The um, no, the one that I liked wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't a sort of finest one or a luxury one. It was the. We had two different ones, and they were both icing topped. Mm. But there was one that was just phenomenal. Yeah, it, we had one with like the little bits on. Mr. It wasn't Kipling. them. Was it just Mr. Kipling? I think so. That's all it was. Mr. Kipling ones, I think, were the ones with the sprinkles, and then oh, and then there was another one. And you had the just the Sainsbury's ones, yeah. which just had the Sainsbury's icing. Not them, yeah. just the icing. Very very sweet. Yeah. Very Moorish. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did they enjoy that actually they because the sometimes the pastry can get a little bit too much, but sink your teeth into a nice bit of icing to begin with. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, they were only another ten and a half months. Yeah, to lose five stone. <laughs> I need the mince pies. Give me the mince pies. Yeah, Adam's wasting away. It's, uh, there's yeah. been there's been grainy pictures in the tabloids asking if this guy's ill. <laughs> Let's move on before it gets too bad taste. So, um, biscuits. Yeah, I think we should mention obviously Elwin's ones first. Have a massive list of. Half an hour of biscuits. No, okay. Elwin's ones need to go in because obviously we've been because they're so special. They're Heston Blumenthal. Um, They dark cherry, dark cherry, and something. They tasted like a mince pie at first, and then they just transformed into something else. They were spectacular. He promised he was going to bring us more. He didn't. Bit disappointed. But did he? hmm. Apparently, um, one of his family members started tucking into him. I think so. (gasps) Selfish. Thank you, Elwin. Of course. Brought a smile to our faces. Uh, Mark from Gretsch. Uh, I missed Mark's visit, but I did see the massive tray of Thornton's loads. chocolates. The, there's a couple of those Thornton's chocolates still there. That's how big that box was. Yeah. It had a big Christmas tree chocolate in it. 
Who had the Christmas tree? I didn't have the Christmas tree chocolate. I had the Christmas tree chocolate. (laughs) But I ate the tree. Shouldn't have ate the tree. I was too ill to enjoy it. Good. Well, no one one was eating the tree because it was so big. And no one would dare. And then it's suddenly gone. I was I was brave enough to take on the challenge. Well done, you. <laughs> so Steve from Blackstar came in. Uh, he came in a couple of times once for the, for the Christmas party, mm. and um, he came in obviously at, at just his usual kind of visit as well. But uh, brought in some luxury cookies as usual, and also brought in uh, what he considers is the best biscuit, which is the ginger creams. Yeah. So it's the ginger crunch creams, you know. Yeah. So um, yeah, we were. We had, I think, three packs of cookies and the ginger creams, and he brought us in a little crate of lager as well. Yeah, and he got me one of those little, you know, the little kind of head. The oh, yeah, the Funko Pops. Funko Pop. Me. Brian yeah, yeah. Funko Pop. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. He's lush and he's the... Um, what else? Who else? Um, oh, Dr. Whippy brought in, like... Everyone had their own little gift off yeah. Dr. Whippy. I got... Two queen badges and a jar of tartar sauce, <laughs> which is amazing. I had black nail polish, yeah, and it was a good one. Chris had a little homemade neck rest. Tristan had something for his baby. Yeah, your dad had a slow gin bottle of slow gin. Oh. And Tom, I had some palette knives for painting. Hey, very useful. And cutting, and cutting things. Cutting. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, we've been. We were very, very lucky. And we've actually been on a bit of a biscuit break. Mm-hmm. Because, not like a Kit Kat. No. But, I've got really fat over Christmas. You two haven't. <laughs> You're both losing weight. Draw your own conclusion. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, no. Oh, Sophie brought in homemade... Yeah, homemade Stuff. cookies, which we had yeah. for the party. And Christina has brought in... Oh, Christina, she's been in like two or three times. She's brought in... Snowballs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, There was something else she brought in. Um, yeah, she did the tea cake things, uh, the, the yeah. tonics and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man, it's, it'd be amazing. So It's been brilliant. Did Clive bring something in? Yeah, Clive oh. brought... Oh, man, yeah. Homemade scones. Yeah, and jam. Yeah. But uh, yeah, homemade. Clive's in a in a bit of a baking uh, frenzy at the moment. Is he? Oh God, yeah, he loves it. <laughs> but um, yeah, we've, we've we've tried some scones. He's promised and promised, and we've tried some scones. Yeah. They were very nice. Oh man, we're lucky, me. So very lucky. Let's move on. Cool. If we've forgotten you, really, really sorry. But yeah, you've you've all been really, really kind to us this um, this Christmas. So thank you. Thank you. all. I don't know if the acoustics sound any different to the listener at home, but we're in a different surrounding today. Mm. We decided that we're going to just basically start off casual this year. We've we've ditched the video idea for the time being. Yeah, you know, it takes a long time to... It's one of the reasons I think we haven't done a podcast for a little while, because just... It took that much longer, and makeup was a it was a nightmare. Was a nightmare. <laughs> um, and podcast, you know, they are designed as an audio thing. So, if if something happens, if we get um, an opportunity to have somebody in, where it'd be good to have the video going, 
we'll do it as one-offs. Yeah. But as yeah. a regular thing going on, I think we're just going to do it as an audio uh, exactly thing. But yeah, we're, we decided let's get a little bit more casual. Usually, we're up on bar stools on the um, on the the big run fender table. We're down about a foot, aren't we now? So Adams sat at the piano, looked like he's ready to give us a song at any moment. Tom, with his Richard Bryer's good life jumper, <laughs> is sat down on the on the school on, chair. On the school chair, but is it comfy? <laughs> no. Oh, and I'm sat on the stage. It's where yes. I'm destined to be, darling. Yes, darling. <laughs> but I haven't got the range. So, basically, as the year goes on, I think we should just see yeah, how far down we can get go. Lower and lower. Yeah, we'll be on cushions bags. and um, bean bags. Yeah, we thought we'd do our. First feature of 2020 as a look at 2019 in review kind of thing. Not that in-depth. We just thought we'd choose our best and worst moment of of the year. And I'm not going to mention... <laughs> All right, yeah. I said it in a... Yeah. The F word. That's the, the F word, word yeah. 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 Not going to mention it. We're positive this year. We're... Just taking positives out of everything. Yeah. We did 80 quid on Tuesday. Brilliant. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> so best moment and worst moment. Do you want to start? I don't know about a worst moment. Really? Really? There's been some good some good best ones. I think seeing my brother up with Jar James was probably my highlight. That was wicked. That was probably my highlight. That yeah. was a really good event. It was, you know, just with regards to attendance and everything else. And, you know, given uh, timing was right in as much as not mentioning the F word, but, you know, we managed to claw back a good couple of thousand kind of followers by then in order to promote the result, uh, the the event. Yeah. And, well, you know, we had 50 tickets, was it, or 60? Yeah, we were limited to, I think, about 50 or 60. When yeah, it, they were, they were and it just went straight away. Yes. Uh, he came in, bouncing ball of energy. Yeah. Give me a big hug. Big hug. Tom loves hugs. <laughs> Tom wasn't uh, <laughs> feeling very tactile at that point of his life. But um, hugged yeah. by a taller man as well. Yeah. We we composed a little ditty. We did. For sound check, wasn't it? For sound check. And yeah, he just came in and did a really really good night. And yeah. off the back of it. I th- we're the top dealer in, I think, the world of Jad James Nichols. Oh, certainly the UK, Jad James Nichols amps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had them both custom signed. <laughs> <laughs> You're such a bitch. Yeah. Um, but you know they're a limited run thing anyway. Yeah. And they sounded wicked. They they Very really really idea. did. You know nobody's. Um, Mixed speaker cabs is a. It, it, it could be one of those items, I think, that, you know, in you know, five, ten years' time, you know, they're going to be kind of sought after, I think. Yeah. You know, it's one of those proper collectible things, especially getting it signed as well. Mm-hmm. So the one was sold to somebody who was there on the night, and the other one was sold to somebody who was just watching on Facebook, and then he came in a few days later. He couldn't make the event, but he just said it sounded so good. He tried it in person and walked away with it. Mm-hmm. And they're both um, both gig and players as well, mm. so they're getting used. Both getting used live, which is good. Yeah. Have you had any on stage mishaps this year? Have I? Yeah. Oh, all the time. 
forgetting words and bits and pieces. Yeah. Any kind of I have any, any valley grapplers? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, you always get them. Um, the best one the best one in December, which wasn't me, was Chris. So the boys do a run out on uh third song in, they go out and get up on the tables and stuff. Mm. And uh we were in this big, big massive hall, Boxing Day, it was Boxing Day. And uh the boys run out and I I stay on the stage with Keelan, our drummer, you can't go anywhere. Um, and just kind of watching, you know, watch the boys run out, make sure everything's all right as, as we go in. And um, all I see Chris get up and he sort of gets up on the chair and then straightens up. And as he straightens up, I'm like, yeah, the ceiling isn't that. Oh, no, no, there he goes. And he's just he just pops his head straight through the plaster tile. <laughs> so he gets up and just his head just disappears <laughs> through the ceiling. You can just see him kind of just ducking back down the ceiling tile, kind of like uh, resettling down. And then I'm gone there. I'm trying to sing. I'm just laughing. Yeah. laughing but um no there's always nutters the last gig we played in newport there was some guy and he was just he was just at the front of the stage just on one knee i'm just like are you proposing are you waiting to catch me i don't understand <laughs> what's going on but uh oh god yeah yeah brilliant but yeah chris is always uh is always the one that makes it funny yeah you know if he if he if he slips and falls it's always the funniest if, out of everyone slipping and falling yeah but uh, <laughs> you said he was a um, like a turtle on the floor then once, really. He slipped, he, he yeah, slipped in beer, and uh, obviously he carried on playing guitar. He saved his guitar, but obviously yeah. meant that he was <laughs> up on his back, <laughs> arms and legs, and yeah, <laughs> like a turtle. Yeah. So, your favourite guitar that you had come through the shop? Oh, I know I'll probably forget something, mm. but I think so far. It's probably the Ultra Strat. Really? It's the one that surprised me the most. It really has. It was the one that, that I much. wasn't kind of... It's the, I just wasn't expecting it to be as, as good as it was and as nice as it was. Um, yeah, and acoustic-wise, probably the one that surprised me was and was nice was the um, the Dreadnought Guild, actually. Really? That's very, very nice. Yeah. Out of out of everything. Yeah, because the zero coat A tachymines we've had for a couple of years now, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. they've come through a few times, and yeah, choice. I think it's a, a main kind of. Uh, what you tell me? What was your highlight? Um, I went to Leeds with Adam. That was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> the highlights, yes, <he> for. <laughs> yeah, that was good fun. Was it? Yeah, that was that was okay. It was a bit of a thing an hour out of Leeds, or not even that was it, where we had the phone call from the hotel saying, <laughs> "Yeah, um, bit of an issue." <laughs> We've double booked you. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so me and Adam stayed in some, uh, some motel. Vibrating dodgy, bed. Dodgy motel. Yeah. yeah. Water bed. On stilts. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. No, yeah. it was good. And we've got something similar this year coming up, haven't we? Yes, we've got, we, the... we've got a few actually. Well, we've got a few potentials in yeah. as much as definite is Oswestry. Which is Barnes uh, and, and Mullins. So they, you'll get to meet um, Patrick Eggle, have a look around his workshop, and it'll be a, a good look at the Faith and Shergold kind of setup, I think. Yeah, which would be really cool. That'll be cool. So, what was your favourite guitar that comes through the shop? Um, probably the Takamini that Elwyn had. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Electric? or um, I'll tell you the one that Tom does keep picking up, which came out last year, yeah. was the Performer Strat in the, in the same blue. In, in the matching blue, blue yeah. yeah, it is really beautiful. The satin blue, and it's an. I think it's a nicer. I don't know if it's a. 
just because the shape or what, but it does seem to be a nicer hue of kind of blue on the performer. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. But the Gretsch looks stunning, especially with the gold hardware and all the rest of it. So, yeah. Yeah. What about you, sir? My favourite thing that happened this year. Um, okay, I'm going to tell you a story. Oh, okay. So, get comfortable. It It's kind of my favourite and worst thing this year. So, I we mentioned the podcast. I was lucky enough to go to um, my 40th, went to New Orleans to watch Queen. So, going there and looking at the backstage setup and everything it was absolutely amazing but I'm really told you what happened later on that night which is pretty horrific Just we came oh, so we arrived the night before and um, Kate and me kind of you know we were jet lagged and everything been up for like tw- traveling 21 hours so um, had a well an early night. We were in bed by like for ten o'clock at night. And got up next morning. Kate likes doing the kind of bus tours of, of places, mm-hmm. so we did this bus tour of New Orleans, and um, it was it was great. You know, it was very very kind of humid and hot. It's August, you know, and um, we said right, we'll do this kind of bus tour of New Orleans, and we'll um, you, you can jump on, jump off, kind of thing, and. Um, we were going to go and see the show in the evening. So we went to, you know, we had a little look around. And every time we got on the bus, um, there were recommended places to eat and all the rest mm-hmm. of it. And there was this place called Creole House that loads of them kind of recommended. So we said, well, you know, let's try this. So we decided, right, we get back to the hotel, get changed, go to this kind of Creole House, have food, and then we'll walk up to the um, to the, to the venue. And we so we did that. We went to this place, and Tom asked me beforehand. You, you asked me if we go to any kind of places beforehand that where we eat, and we have something nice to take a picture for you because yeah, yeah. So I had, um, I think Kate had some like fish cakes and something else, and I had, um, oh, what do you call them? Oysters. Right. Which over there, like chicken nuggets kind of thing, is not like an elitist thing. It's, it's what they eat over there, you know. So um, anyway, um, have these, have a couple of drinks and all this, and we start walking up around by six o'clock in the evening, and we go outside, and oh, it's so warm, you know, really, really kind of humid. But because we were so full, you know, we were happy to have the walk, and it was like about two miles away or so. So we got up to the venue, and um, we, we called Pete, and Pete comes to meet us and, you know, it takes us and have, we have a look at everything. Kate's not allowed her handbag in the venue because they got strict laws with regards to guns and all that kind of thing. Yeah. So Pete takes the, um, takes her handbag and we puts it on the tour bus and said, right, after the show, meet us out by here. And we'll, um, uh, from the last note of We're the Champions, it takes 35 minutes for me to break down my gear. I'll meet you on the bus. And that's where we all congregate. We're going to be there for about two or three hours afterwards. We'll have a drink and we'll have a catch up kind of yeah. thing. So, so we did. Kate left her handbag on the on the bus. We went to watch the show and it was I, th- I mentioned on the podcast before. It was the best time I've ever seen him. It was absolutely brilliant. You know, it was loud. The crowd was amazing, and it was just the best atmosphere I've ever and the best I've ever heard them play. 
So the concert ends, and Kate and me make our way out of the uh, the arena, and we walk right the way around, and we get to this kind of compound where the the buses are, and we go on the bus, and the sound guy, um, he's a sound guy, but he's also a sound guy, Tom was on the bus already and you know there's there's something like 16 buses for tour for road crew and all the rest of it and um they as people kind of finish they come back to this kind of compound mm-hmm. and get on the bus so we see tom there and he said right what do you want to drink and this tour bus is amazing right it's got you go in there, it's got like a 50-inch TV, it's got PlayStations and all the rest of it. The particular bus that Pete is on, which is the one we were on, is the one where everyone goes to for a drink afterwards because okay. one of the guys who's on there is a professional cocktail maker or something. So basically, you know, it's not just kind of Strongbow or Foster's or whatever. You know, he's got a drinks cabinet with whatever you want. And so Kate and me, gin and tonic, and, you know, what gin do you want? So yeah, Hendrick, you know, just yeah. amazing. Yeah. You know, like it, ice bucket and everything. So, you know, I'm we're having a bit of a drink, and people are coming off, you know, from their jobs, and they're getting changed, and you know, they join in the conversation. Pete comes in, and you know, it's really interesting listening to them speak. They're, you know, they want to know what we thought of the show because, you know, they notice things that go wrong that nobody else does, in as much as, you know. It's kind of choreographed, you know. Brian will go and do an acoustic bit at the front of the catwalk, kind of thing. And this time round, he decided to walk from the catwalk with the radio mic in hand back to where he's meant to be. And so all of a sudden, this microphone is where it's not meant to be, and there was big panic about that and all the rest of it. And so you're listening to all these little kind of interesting kind of yeah. stories that happen yeah, within yeah, yeah. the kind of show and everything. And I'm there, and I'm not feeling kind of there's something just a little bit wrong, you know, in as much as I'm not feeling pissed. I'm just feeling kind of a little bit of an out-of-body kind of thing. And I think, right, am I just really excited that I'm here? Am I jet-lagged or, you know, I'm not drunk. You know, I've not drunk enough to be be drunk. So anyway, you know, deep breath, enjoy your your drink. And, you know, it's air-conditioned on this bus, you know, because still at 11.30 at night outside, it's still so hot humid so anyway um pete wants to go out for a cigarette and kate is in middle conversation with him so she goes out and um, is talking with him as well so i'm with um this guy nigel who's roger's drum tech okay and this guy tom as well um nigel goes out for a cigarette as well after a couple of minutes and i'm st- stuck with this oh, no, sorry. I'm, I'm in the bus with this guy tom and he said um i'm gonna go out and see the others and I said, okay, fine. And he said, are you coming out? And I said, do you know what? I'm actually enjoying the air conditioning. I, I need, I'm going to stay here. And he kind of looked, he stopped for a couple of seconds. He said, it's a bit weird me leaving you on your own in here. And I said, okay, fine. And so I completely get it. You know, he doesn't know me from Adam. And he, you know, they got their kind of life in that um, in that bus. So, you know, I um, I said, yeah, that's absolutely right. Yeah, I'll come out. So I, I came outside and, you know, the, the heat kind of hits me and everything and, um, we're basically, you know, talking, all the roadies coming off, and it's wicked. It's the coolest place I've ever been in my life. You've got Queen's roadies talking about everything that's going on and, you know, having a drink, and it's brilliant. And I start talking to this guy, uh, Jez, who's um, he's, uh, he's the bass tech, tech and uh, 
yeah, and he's a really, really lovely guy. He texts for Depeche Mode and a few other oh, people. No yeah, he's a really, really great guy. And he's a, a couple of, he's a few inches short than me. He's about um, five, four, five, five, something like that. So um, I'm kind of, my sight is kind of looking kind of down towards him kind of thing. And um, anyway, we're, we're talking about Gretches. You know, we're having a really good conversation about kind of mm. geeking out about guitars and stuff. And Kate's somewhere else talking to some of the others. And um, uh, we're talking. And, you know, I, I can kind of just feel myself get a little bit disorientated. And he asked me a question. I responded and I, I, said a sen- I spoke a sentence back to him. And he looked at me kind of a little bit strange and then carried on talking. I thought, what I just said didn't make sense. I just kind of, it was, it was literally something like, yeah, blah, 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 yeah, blah, that kind of sound, you know? And I thought, that was odd. What came out? I don't understand what came out of my mouth then. And he looked at a little bit strange and he carried on talking. And I, at that point, I realized, right, something's wrong here. And I kind of, I, I didn't know whether I felt sick. I didn't know whether I felt kind of lightheaded or what. Right. But it was an out-of-body kind of thing going on. And I realized that, right, I need to keep my answers short and ask leading questions just to keep him talking because I need to figure out what the hell is going wrong with me, right? Mm. So I'm taking deep breaths and just to try and hydrate myself or whatever, I'm just you know taking sips of this gin kind of thing. And this goes on. And all of a sudden, I just think, right, this really isn't right. And I, he's talking to me. I put my hand on his shoulder and I say, Jez, I've got to stop you there. I'm going down, mate. And he looked at me and said, what? I said, I'm going down. I'm just going to go over here a minute. And I walk towards, like, around the back of one of the tour buses. Jez has kind of got his hand up around my um, shoulder kind of thing. And... I, I lower myself gently to the floor and just with the last few inches to go, I just black out. Gone. Black out in a car park in New Orleans with the Queen road crew in in tow kind of thing. And I lost 30, to 30 to seconds to a minute of my life. I don't know what happened. I, I blacked out. All of a sudden, I start hearing kind of you know, I, I start coming to, I, I feel my head being lifted and then kind of going on to something soft. And I just start hearing voices just start appearing in my head kind of thing. And I start coming to, and I hear people saying, you know, some swearing going on, get an ambulance, what's going on? And I think I hear Kate in the background going, is he alive? You know, quite plazy <laughs> kind of thing. And I start going, uh, I, I, I start coming to. And they said, right, somebody call an ambulance. I went, no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. I, I, I think I'm going to be sick like that. And so everyone's saying, right, try and be sick. That's the best thing you can do, try and be sick. And so I'm on my side, right, with 25 people surrounding me, willing me to be sick on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> and I go, oh, oh. and then I, I'm sick. Yeah. Right? And I don't want to get too graphic for the listeners because they might be listening to this over, you know, like a scotch egg or something. But I, <laughs> I, 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 I threw up a very dense amount of vomit mm. equivalent to the size of maybe a, a, a 
the Burger King Whopper kind of in <laughs> diameter, right? You know, n- not big, yeah, but no, but really dense. And you know, as I did that, everyone going right, good, good. You know, carry on. And I said, no, that was it. I'm feeling fine. All of a sudden, I had this kind of wave of kind of clarity, kind of come just yeah. into my brain, and I was absolutely fine. And I kind of get up, I kind of brush myself off, and everyone's saying, "Are you all right?" And I said. I'm absolutely fine. I'm, you know, I was completely lucid and I was almost kind of euphorically kind of, it was almost like I was on a high. It was just, I was fine. Kate said, what happened there? I said, I don't know, but I'm feeling absolutely fine. I said, can I have a bottle of water? Because I just vomited, you know? Yeah. yeah. And they brought me out a few bottles of water and stuff. And I, I I got some um, kind of kitchen towel and stuff. And I um, kind of (laughs) wrapped my sick up and kind of, through it in a bin, you know, kind of around the thing, and it was just kind of at that point there was shame, you know. There was just kind of of all the time, uh, of all the times that this could kind of happen that I black out, that I throw up. Mm. Why is it there? And people are saying, "What happened? You know, are you drunk?" I said, no, "I really am not drunk," you know. And they said, "What have you eaten?" I said, "I had oysters for tea," and they said, "Ah, that's it, oysters." You know, that's the worst thing you know you can you can have and. You know, looking back, how stupid is it to eat quite a dangerous shell food, shellfish food, you know, before, you know, something An like that. important thing, yeah. So anyway, you know, I have a bit of a sit down. They got these kind of director's chairs out, you know, and, um, you know, I'm sitting down with these and I have two or three bottles of water and, you know, I I don't feel like drinking, obviously, but I'm yeah. just, you know, hydrating myself. And Kate, as soon as she realises I'm fine, kind of goes off talking. She's had a really good night, you know. Yeah. And um, anyway, I'm, I'm just bit tight myself, just drinking, and I thought I'm fine. And Jez, who I was talking to, is standing up on his own kind of thing. <laughs> and um, I, well, if I said I'm absolutely mortified, I'm so sorry. He said, "Oh no, don't worry about it. It's fine." You know, I said, "Yeah, but you know, I said, you know, first impressions and everything. It's not great, is it?" So anyway, we we're talking about Gretch, and we got back to this. Um, we got back into talking kind of thing, and. Um, you know, having a good kind of to and fro, good kind of, you know, 10, 15 minutes of, of chat and quality chat. Quality chat. <laughs> and um, anyway, it, it, he start, he's talking to me again and I'm looking at him and I'm starting to feel that swirling feeling again oh, no. in my head. Oh, th- yeah. goodness gracious me, you know, <laughs> goodness gracious. You know, why is this happening again? And um, he looks at me and he said, you've got a bit of a thing in your eye again. And I said, yeah, I'm not feeling too good. And I look over and Kate and Pete are sitting down in these director's chairs and they said, you look white as a sheet. I said, yeah, I think I'm probably going to be ill again. And they, Kate said, do you want to go home? I said, I don't want to go home, but better add kind of thing. So anyway, Pete said, well, you know, the buses are going the next quarter hour anyway because we'd been there for a good, like, two, three hours or so. You know, it was around yeah, about yeah. half one in the morning. And um, he said, we're going to be going the next kind of, 20 minutes, half hour anyway, so, you know, you may as well go. Yeah. So I said, okay, so anyway, <laughs> people didn't want to shake hands, you know, it was more of a kind of fist bump, you know, they didn't want to you know, get too kind of close to me, which is <laughs> absolutely fine. But um, as I said to Artem, Pete came out and we we called an Uber on the, on the phone kind of thing. We went to the outside of this compound and just as the Uber was turning up, it kind of pulled up, I went, oh, and I turned around and 
I projectile vomited. Like, I don't know if you've seen Team America, but it was like that for literally a minute. It was just... Well, you had all our water. <sighs> it was all our water as well. All the water, but yeah. everything. And, you know, they took in turns to kind of pat my back. They couldn't bear to look at me. I was just disgust. I was repelling to them, you know. And <laughs> to fair play on fair play on the guy, um, the taxi driver, he said, he said, first of all, I can't let you in the taxi like that. And they said, it's food poisoning. It's not, you know, he's yeah, not pissed. Not He'll be, you know, give us just 30 seconds. Anyway, I did what, you know, I threw up and they said, you know, where are we staying? And it was only like six, seven minutes away. And I felt fine again. I said, I'm going to be fine. But, you know, if you could put your foot in it, I promise you I'll tell you when I'm kind of gone. When I'm gone again and I need to get out. And uh, fair play in the guy, he took us back. And as luck would have it, and this is luck, when I got back to the hotel room, I was ill again, but it was the other way. Mm. And the thing is, the positive, because 2020 is all about positive, the positive that I'm taking from that experience is that it didn't happen the other way around, exactly. whereby I was walking out of that compound like Bruce like Bruce Wayne kind of thing. Yeah. Not Bruce Wayne. Is it Bruce? <laughs> Bruce Wayne is Batman, isn't he? So, um, uh, the other John, John Wayne. Wayne. <laughs> you were going to let me say Bruce Wayne. John I? Bruce. Yeah, John Bruce. No, uh, John Wayne kind of walking out like a cowboy because... That's what would have happened if it had happened the other way around. Of course so, it would have, yeah. So my, um, my great adventure to see Queen. And you never got in an Uber with shit pants. I didn't get in an Uber with, you know, we're going to have to bleep that word out. Poopy pants. Yeah. So my highlight and low light of the year did come together on the same night. Literally on the same night. And um, so. So the tip is. Don't have don't have shellfish. shellfish when you're doing anything important, important or just nice. Or if, it, if, you know, month, it, if the month doesn't have an R in it. Yeah, it? so that was the thing. If the month doesn't have an R in it, don't eat shellfish. So May, June, July, August. You know, the temperature obviously drops between September and April. So Nobody told me that. No. It would have been fantastic information prior <laughs> to the event. But you can imagine how many tourists get ill. Mm-hmm. Gotta be, yeah, because everyone's going there. Everyone's going to the same place. But it could have happened at a different, you know, it could have happened the next day, you know, and it would have been awful whatever day. But it wouldn't have happened in front of the Queen people who I kind of feel weak at the knees at any anyway. week, you know. <laughs> yeah. So my favorite guitar of the year, I'd say, would be. I think it's probably the one of the Gretsch Pro Series single cuts that we had. Yeah. Through. One Elwin had one. We got the green one. You very nice. That's my favorite. I think just a real kind of. If I was gigging, it'd be it would it would be something I'd go for. It'd be my Les Paul kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That is a really nice guitar. The, you know, amp wise. Just trying to think, what what have we had through Ampoise that is special? You know, I guess I, this... I really I was really impressed with the Silver Lines. Yeah, the Black Star Silver Lines. Yeah, um, don't know. I really like a Vox. The um, the S one. I know the S one's been out a little while now, but just does everything. Does everything. Doesn't it? Yeah. In in the last few days, I've managed to set up a couple of amps at home, and it's well AC thirty. And you know whether you're using whichever channel you're using, I can just get whatever. You know, I, I it does everything I need yeah. it to. You know, yeah. it's to the point where I struggle going into anything else. So, you know, trying to give a demo on something else here. Yeah, I always I find that the fenders are too kind of um, 
too transparent. Yeah. It's like, oh, there's a mistake. Oh, there's a mistake. Oh, there's it's, you know, you control an amp as well when you play. Yeah. You know, you know what the kind of response and the lag and all that kind of thing is yeah. with, with an amplifier. And you know, if you push it, what you're going to get. And I'm so at home with an AC30 that going to anything else now is, mm. is quite difficult. Yeah. Speaking of Vox, they announced, I think today, yesterday or today. Cambridge. Yes, you got the Cambridge 50, but they're doing the Super Beetle, but with a Bluetooth, home Bluetooth speaker in as well. So it's a full Super Beetle that you can plug in, AC, right. MV50 AC, yeah. but has also got a Bluetooth speaker. What, within the within app? And it's or got within a, and it's, the speaker isn't just a guitar cab speaker, it's got a tweeter and a subwoofer in it, and you can control oh, wow. all that. Yeah. yeah, they announced them, I think, today, which is Thursday. It gets a little bit silly this time of year, don't it? Because you know they, yeah. they, you know, Nam is meant to be the the launch of all these. Oh, and things. everything gets released and released and released. But by everyone, the time you know, get nobody to wants to miss it. It's why Fender, quite intelligently, I think, you know, for the last two or three Novembers at least, have released their flagship new product for the or a, a major yeah. new product yeah, yeah. prior. Um, prior. So you know, yeah. we just had the Ultra last year. It was the Performer. The year before that, it was the um, originals? The, not was it originals? The originals then? or the or the professional? No, the originals. I think. Oh, I don't know. There's been a lot, haven't it? Yeah, there's been a lot. I'm detecting a three-year cycle with Fender at the moment. Mm. You know, three years. So you know, the ultra, the Elite was around for three years before the Ultra got announced, or three and a half years. Well, so do you think the professional is going to? I th- my my guess, my my kind of prediction for this year is around about September October we're going to be. Kind of giving the heads up, don't buy any more professionals. professionals. There's going to be something coming to replace it, which three years is a good life span. It is something because it's not, you know. Look, take the elite for example. The elite still has relevancy. You know, there's nothing outdated with that. You know, the ultra mm. I think is a different guitar. I don't think it, is. it should supersede the elite. I think that it's a no. I think that it's something that could quite happily exist next to it, but um, yeah. It's, it just seems odd that they'd keep re- replacing the standard, you know, like the... Well, you know, Gibson did it every single year. Yeah, but you still kept, like, the standard... You know, you kept the Les Paul standard, didn't you? Do you know what I mean? You kept the le- standard range, mm. and it just seems... I always said from the beginning, when they discontinued the standard, it was so that they could bring back the return of the legend... Yeah. You know, the original, the thing that started it all, the Fender American Standard made in the USA. You know, you know, it, it's, it sets it up for a good comeback, doesn't it? Yeah. Do you think, yeah. Definitely. Do you think that's yeah. what it'll be? Do you yeah. Think it'll be. So what, when would they do that? I, I promise podcast listeners that if we, if, if you don't hear anything we won't sell you a, an American professional if we know that something else is coming out. Yeah, yeah. We won't. We won't do that, and and we won't. And we don't do that no. to people when we know that there's something going on. We don't disobey Fender. We don't. We don't tell them everything that's going on. But we say, listen, hold on to your horses. Yeah. You might be surprised. You you, you might still like this. I can see these guitars don't stop becoming good guitars. Stop no. being good yeah, guitars no, 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 no. just because something else is out. It's just something that they're just being replaced. So, you know, we had a number of people when they, you know, in that kind of 
interim period between the standard and the professional yeah. that went for a standard. You know, they knew that it was an outgoing model, but it's what they wanted. Whether yeah. it was the finish, whether it was the playability, whatever. Likewise, you had people who chose the professional because it was, you know, a develop. It was an evolved kind of standard. So, mm. yeah, you know, I. But like I say, we if we know something is coming up, we won't. Mm. You know, we won't sell you something just because we want to rid it of stock. You know, yeah, we'd no. rather you- the the interesting thing at the moment is every line that's come out that's continued from a different line. So the American performers after the specials, professionals after standards, and then Vintiers from the Vintiers from the classic deluxes, wasn't it? Not classic players, classic in players. The classic, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Classic everything teams. has been an improvement. Even the Mexican standards mm. to the Mexican players, everything's been an improvement. So you can just imagine whatever go. is coming next. See, here's here's the next one. That so the last time we had a new deluxe in the range was summer. So the Me- Mexican deluxe yeah. was updated in Summer Nam 2016. Okay, that's the next one. That that's what I say will be the next one. So we're so we're still getting. You can still get the Mexican deluxe. Yeah. So what would that? That'd be like the. It's kind of the FSR, the, kind of the Fiesta Reds and all that sort of stuff, is it? It would be, um, Roadhouse, kind of um, guitars. Yeah. The, the Nashville. Nashville. Tellies and things like yeah, that kind of thing. That'll be the next one. I tell you what, Fender have done well this year. Pedals. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Really yeah. well. Yeah. And we've been given a heads up with regards to some of Phase 5 mm. um, on this new sheet. There's only one pedal I've seen there, but they've got a couple of... Um, they, I think they've got a couple of kind of budgety kind of other things as well that will oh, okay. that will take a box for yeah. a few people as well. So. Speaking of pedals, we, we might see it in NAMM, but whatever happened to Marshall's pedals? Because Marshall... A quick backstory, Marshall were... Uh, Discontinuing, they were taking out the old, Jack that Hammers old grey style, the jackhammer, the governor, governors, and they were breakers. completely re- rebranding them and re and new a new line. Um, we got to see some designs. Uh, we were kind of on a um, consultancy, consultancy, almost kind of panel um, of people. what do we think of this? Um, I, are we even allowed to talk about it? Well, we can be vague. we can be as vague as possible, you know. In a, so they were interesting designs uh, our i don't think they were bad designs but they, they weren't martial oh they were martial no they no. didn't go in line and with anything really else martial did and i think that was the general consensus from the from the the small group of people that um had a little bit of input into it and so um yeah. it's a shame because you know the the pedal range that they had you know the price of them were phenomenal 49 50, quid for uh, yeah yeah for like a blues good, breaker good too good sounding pedals yeah do we know if they're doing anything? You know, have, have we I had d- any indication? I was told. I seen uh, Andy seemed to insinuate, "No, there's nothing new coming in Nam." Right. You know, I, I, I don't know. We're seeing him on Tuesday, oh, so you are. know, they might we might get a little bit of a heads up of something. But um, yeah. you know, he usually knows by now. Yeah. And, um, yeah, because the origins would they have been like? Oh, Studio Series was the last thing. Wasn't Studio it? Series was the last, was thing, the last thing. But um, yeah, the origins two years ago now. Yeah. Well, the studio series we got a heads up a long time ago, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, yeah, and that was that was cool. They do take a while to kind of develop and bring something to market, I think. And it yeah. um, seems to be a you know not being down on it at all because you know I, Marshall is a favourite brand as yeah. is you know Vox. So you know to 
say anything, say anything negative is always through kind of gritted teeth. But, um, you know, the, the British just don't seem to have the the marketing kind of brain that um, that the Americans have got. You know, with yeah, Vox. They've got Vox and Marshall have got such. They've got the strongest heritage with regards to mm-hmm. amplifiers yep. in the world, and that's the, you know, the US and UK. You know, when and the rest of the world, you know, the Beatles are massive all around the world. So Vox and U two and Queen and everything. You know, so Vox have got so much to draw on there, yep. which, you know, they appear in the marketing, you know, in the in the pamphlets and everything, but there's not enough made of of that. You know, in the meantime, you know, U two use. AC thirties, but they managed to get an edge. Um, um, yeah, it twin, was an edge was it? twin, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, which I don't think went down particularly well with consumers. But because do people think of the edge using a Fender twin? Maybe they do. Maybe fans do. I, I never. For me, it's always been the AC thirty in the background. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, Marshall have got. You know, arguably the greatest artist roster. Yeah. Know, apart, you know, in the amplifier world, cert- world certainly, but something to um, compete with Fenders. You know, with Hendrix. You know, and Clapton, and you know, Slash. Yeah. And, you know, not just guys from the past, but relevant people now. You know, Slash is still the current guitar hero for probably over fifty percent of our customers. Yeah. You know, why aren't they doing more with that? Sometimes you know, like it, it, you sense some frustration from you know the people that we see, kind of thing, and you know, it, it's just a you want you want to shake them sometimes and just kind of you know do something about it. You know, Fender do it incredibly well. You yeah. know, I'm looking at some of the artist signature guitars that we're not allowed to talk about until next week or whatever. There's some real cracking things on there that yeah. I think are going to just go down so well. Um, they know how to exploit it. And they, when say exploiting, they, you know, they're just giving the public what they want, and it just seems that, mm. you know, it, it could be doing so much better. It's almost the the, um, the uh, British modesty. It's yeah. almost uh, yeah. But you know, I I think you know with with Vox, you know, they got to run everything by Japan, and they're not always yeah. They don't always get things to say. You know, it's Japan's idea to put Union Jacks on the front of uh, limited runs. You know, they don't understand, though, the British. Um, they don't understand the British people because they're not British, you know, with all due respect. You know, it's... Um, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, it is what it is. Hmm. Yeah. That's a nice... So, that was the year in review. <laughs> So I've made my prediction for 2020 with regards to, I think that we're going to get, I think, and this was with no inside information whatsoever, I reckon we'll get um, a new professional stroke standard, something to replace the professional, whether it's the professional 2020 or or whatever. Yeah. Good. What's your prediction? Um... It hasn't going to be product-wise. It can just be mm. something to do with the industry. I tell you what I'd like to see is I would like to see more going off the subject we just were talking about. I would like to see Vox do more of artist gear 
Mm. Like, I'm not a massive artist, you know, like signature model-y type thing. But, mm. you know, to have, doesn't even have to be an AC30, but to have an AC30 mm. that you know you can switch into, you know. A mode. A, a treble booster mode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, it's that simple. Mm. You know, you take, how how hard would it be for Pete to consult on that and, yeah, you know, for it to be a... It's been done in the past and, you know, they all sold, so, you know. So what did they do? Like, it was like a limited run of... They did, and they weren't very... I don't think they were very good. They, they, when Vox started getting amps produced out in the Far East, mm. um, so, so Vox's amps were made in the Marshall factory during the nineties up until two thousand and three, right? And then they moved production uh, to the Far East. Yeah, and it was the they're called the CC Custom Classics. So it was the right. no, it's just the custom. I think um, it used to be the Custom Classics. So you had the AC thirty CC. Um, two, which was the green back, and the CC two X, which was the the blue back, yeah. and I think it's the same code still. No, I think it's just C. It's AC thirty C two X. Is it? Yeah, right, okay. And not CC. So, um, the the first batch from which, you know, I think they run for until remember two thousand ten to eleven or so. Um, you had a lot of they just didn't sound as good. Um, you had a lot of ghosting notes and stuff like that, you know, with the speakers because they started using Chinese-made Celestines as well. Right. So um, it was just quite a few. Just they didn't sound great as AC30s. Yeah. They sounded a bit brittle, a bit too bright. Um, and the the Brian Masinger model came around by that time, and oh, okay. people criticised it because at the time you could buy an AC30 with blue back uh, with blue back speakers for, I think it was from about. Eight nine hundred quid or so. Okay. The Brian May one cost sixteen hundred quid, mm. and you didn't. You only had one channel. You had one input, one knob. Yeah. And you had like a little switch in it to activate a um, travel boost or not. Ah, okay. The, the travel boost wasn't a great sound. Travel boost. It was. Um, it was designed by Greg Fryer, and I think you know Greg made some great, um, great boosters. I think his interpretation of, oh, I think how they interpreted his design and incorporated it within the guitar, within the amplifier, wasn't right. just wasn't great. They all sold and they do fetch good kind of prices now. But I know a lot of people in the Brian May community that bought these and got them modified by the guy who designed them in the first place, a guy called <laughs> Dave Peterson, who um, he's he lives out in the Far East now, but he. Um, you know, he would actually um, take these things apart. And, you know, obviously, because they were Chinese-made, there's PCBs inside, yeah. and he'd say, right, he basically got rid of all that, yeah. and he would hand-wire an amp as mm. it was meant to be in there and made them a lot better. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, there are amps out there that had that modification done to it, and then they changed the blue Chinese ones to British blue ones. So it was you a carcass. Well. Yeah. You know, you may as well yeah. just bought a... Uh, a blue, uh, a, 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 or just a cabinet, you know, and oh, yeah, and get and somebody else to make, you know. So, scratch, yeah. yeah, but so that's the thing, you know. When when you do things like that, you got to make sure that you hit on, you know, that you absolutely get it right because the people that these things are aimed at, yeah, are, are discerning. You know, I, like I say, the the edge amplifier and guitar didn't really go down. I don't think they sold massive amounts no. of the Fender ones, and I think it's because the edge in the same vein as the, the Brian crowd the people who are going to go for that sound 
is going to know the gear back to front, know how it works. My gut thing with the Edge was an explorer into an AC30C. Yeah. That was my, when yeah. I think of the Edge, that's what I think of. And two wardrobes full of yeah. delays. <laughs> the, um, yeah, he did, you know, the Black Strat yeah. was something you used through, um, you know, used on Live Aid and, you know, a lot mm. of the early stuff and, you know, but, yeah. But, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. What are your predictions, Tom? Any openings, closures of... Uh, closures? Yeah, I'm just wondering. Yeah. <laughs> um, the continued evolution of the mini-amp microvalve yeah. will be interesting. Mm. MV50's been out for about three years now, hasn't it? So you'd think that mm. we're maybe getting close to a Mark II of that. Yeah. An, effect, an effects loop, please, Fox. That's what everybody says. You know, and... It wouldn't, you like, know, with that housing, it's just not possible. No, but, you know, if you can, you know, to make the housing a bit bigger, you know, it's, it's still, still light. Tiny, yeah. You know, it's still really light. You could still, you could make it, you could double the size of that and still get four of them in your backpack quite easily. You know, it's, um, yeah. I'm surprised that we haven't seen anybody else, you know. Cork <laughs> came up with the idea first off, and Blug, I believe, kind of, yeah, had a very, very similar... But I think the technology was developed by somebody in Japan and Korg have kind of latched onto them to kind of develop it with them. But um, I know that, you know, Blue kind of jumped the, you know, it jumped the queue and kind of brought something out after Korg had been kind of involved in it and incorporated it in his, in his Amp 1. That's right, yeah. So, as you say, you know, given that it is that the the valve stuff is seen as archaic and dying because it's just not me able to get hold of the stuff anymore the valves and you know the everything else you know fender have brought out that um twin haven't they the deluxe yeah the, the new ones yeah. yeah they're all um modeling i mean with high end high high end modeling you know. so, so what they're more computer uh, the digital I think there's like four processors in it yeah right okay so that's a different thing maybe that's what it is that they think they can do it without you know, they can, they can do, do it, it without the thing, yeah. Yeah, that's the future. They may think yeah. that's the future. Yeah, Marshall haven't jumped on it. I guess mm. um, Hughes and Kent have got the Black Spirit. What, you know, what does that use? Well, they they say that it's a solid state, don't they? Okay, so it's a solid whatever, state, so yeah, it's whatever right. it is, there's power in it, yeah. Yeah. Shrouded in mystery. Hmm. Has anyone put an amp in a guitar? Probably. Yeah, you, well, you had the pig nosing, oh, didn't you? Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, there's, um, yeah, there are quite a few examples of it, and it never worked. Mm. You know, in as much as you can't, you can't get any kind of projection. It's always going to be a small speaker, and it's always going to be boxy. It's going to be like the the old smoky cigarette box yeah. amplifiers, or the the Marshall Mini kind of yeah. things. It's always going to be a box of bees as opposed to yeah. anything, um, dive, anything with a good range on it. The only thing that I suppose could be done and probably has been done already is having the amplifier sound in quotation marks yeah. in the in your line out so where you plug in that's got a cab IR you know it's got a, uh, an amp and cab yeah somewhere there I kind of you know you're kind of touching on that line six kind of job yeah and I don't think it would ever be taken seriously by um, Vox to the Star, Star Stream Star Stream 
which I think does a similar thing. Not amp modeling so much, but yeah, um, you know, guitars and yeah, yeah. And everything. What is like and the Variax, mm. you know, did something similar. Yeah, yeah. But you know, they they might be used as a studio tool for somebody who really you know isn't that doesn't care what they you know they they're fine to get a general kind of sound. You yeah, know, they're not that discerning about it. No. Um, you know, I, I think that they'll always want. Yeah, and I think that the problem with having a guitar with something like that in is you can only have if you if it's saying, "Oh, I'm using it for live," you can only use that guitar. Then, you know, it's that guitar or nothing. Whereas, you know, people like having a Strat for this and a Les Paul for that, mm. SG for this, and da da da. You know, we like to have those options, and because each guitar makes us play different and different characters, and yeah. So you know, it's it's, it's hard. You know, when you got a Swiss Army knife, as uh, you know, as great as it is, it doesn't. They never really have character, do they? Well, I never find they do. Anyway. No. Talking about that type of amp, I know we got to, we can wrap things up soon. But talking about that kind of amp, um, I tell you what, you know, I've spoken to quite a few customers over the last this week, and the Katana Two's not the the notion of the Katana Two hmm. by Boss has not gone down very well at all. I've heard that they've. Stopped the updates and they've of the Katana one. Yeah, the Katana one. Yeah. yeah. So all this is so basically they're doing the classic kind of Apple won't release updates for the iPhone five and below kind of thing. You know, it's it's making gear obsolete. Which there's a couple of, th- you know, the Katana two has to, you know, it has to have features that the Katana one hasn't got. Otherwise, what's the point in it? Yeah. So it's a better amp. It's got more features. I, I don't know much about it because we haven't. Obviously, we're not boss dealers at the moment. But, um, you know, it, it took everyone by surprise. You know, people didn't realize the, the Katana 2 was coming out, did they? No, no, know, no. It no. just kind of, it was launched. So the weekend before, you'd have had dealers up and down the country selling a Katana 1. Going back to what I said earlier about the, you know, the Fender Stratocaster thing, whereby if we know something is coming, we will we'll tell you you know mm. we won't be specific with regards to what's coming and details but we'll say if you're looking for something like this you might want to hold on just to look at your options because we can't look somebody in the eye and no. sell them something that we know on Monday is going to be superseded by something better yeah so um, you know but shops up and down the land would have been selling an amplifier a, a katana you know, because they're such good sellers. They'd have been selling to people in good faith, and then next week they'd have been told that the Katana 2 is the new uh, model that's available. No further updates for the Katana 1. Yeah. That sucks. Mm. Well, the Katana the Katana was the second most popular selling amp last year. Was it? Behind uh, the Blues Junior. Blues Junior? It was the Blues Junior, yeah. Wow. So, um, that's amazing. Blues Junior Blues... was top, and well, uh, Katana was second. And the Yamaha TH Other Little Lunchbox style one mm. that was third third most selling that's phenomenal that a, a valve amp is the top selling amp i think it goes to show what we as a sort of community want which is tra- tradition i suppose mm. you know we yeah the legacy stuff isn't it? yeah but yeah katana was second excuse me a second pedal wise uh the top now this is a weird one the top selling pedals this year, or 2019, were exactly the same as the top selling pedals really? for 2018, 
which was the Hall of Fame reverb by TC, number one. <laughs> the Hall of Fame ditto, TC. Good creatures. Oh, no, Hall of Fame TC ditto, number two. Do you know what that goes to show is that Amazon is selling so much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really is. Yeah. There's, you know, I'm not aware of a TC dealer in South Wales. No, I don't think so. I don't know if the mega store does it. But um, nobody's coming in talking about them. No, and they that's, don't, that's they a don't weird thing. You know, generally, you've got a, a you, you've got a good idea with regards to what's hot and what's not. Mm. Just down to inquiries. Can you get yeah. this? You know, we have been asked for the katana too, and Christmas it did hurt to turn people away saying listen we don't do the katana we offered them alternatives a lot of the time the alternative was over and beyond what they thought it was going to be and they walked away happy yeah. um, you know loopers RC3s you know we missed having those but we had some alternatives and people were happy with those um, other people said no I know what I want and you've, yeah. got, you've got to say do you know what fair play you know if you know what you want get it yeah um, but you've got a good idea with regards to what people are Mm-hmm. seeking out and I've not been asked for a TC pedal for a, for a long, long time, time which like I say it's just they're at the right price and they're on Amazon and and that's that yeah I get we get asked more for Boss Compact pedals than we do for TC and mm. we don't get asked for Boss Compacts a lot no no really. no no so some interesting predictions mm. right if any one of us is correct this year they get a, a night out on the not on the company on the uh, the dollar of the other two I should have used some info, inside information I knew <laughs> <laughs> one more thing we want to discuss before we move on to um, the other the, the final the kind of couple yeah. of bits which is an, an anomaly an anomaly yeah that's hard to say yeah Twice in a row. An anomaly. Three. Oh. Got better every time as well. So there'll be a video uh, coming up. We filmed it today. We'll be up on our YouTube probably tomorrow, won't it? It's not going to take Hopefully. too long. Hopefully. Shouldn't take you too long, Tom. <laughs> Shouldn't take you too long. Um, it's more, no, we're nearly already there with it. Um, so end of 2019, Fender released uh, a limited edition American Performer Telecaster. It was butterscotch blonde with a maple neck maple board. Um, we saw the specs and we were like, yep, you know, it's, uh, looks like a 52 telly. It's got all the modern appointments and, you know, it's a modern, it's a modern shaped neck, which was the more important thing. And we were able to say, yep, we'll take, we'll take a dozen. We said, they said, you can't, you can have one. We said, okay, we'll have one. And, uh, so we had it through and unboxed it and thought, okay, this is, Something's weird. Something's odd here, and to be fair, you picked up on it straight away. Like it, it just looked strange. It just looked odd, and I was just like, "That's supposed to be." And I went and checked the email first. And I was just like, "Yeah, no, it's supposed to be a maple board." What they'd sent through is the limited edition performer, but a Scotch blonde maple neck rosewood board. We checked the serial number. Serial number matches as a maple board. As a maple board. So you know the, our worry then was that right okay you sell this and you sell somebody you know as a listen this is a one-off brilliant hmm. but if they ever want to sell it on obviously one of the things that's going to hold this price because of its uniqueness is the fact that 
it's a rosewood board, not a maple board. Yeah. But if it goes into a fender dealer, if anyone uh, is able to do any kind of check online, they're going to see that it is registered as a maple board. So it might be considered as a forgery. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, you, you know, it'd raise alarm bells straight away, wouldn't it? The so the first thing we did was take a bunch of photos and get in touch with Fender and say, look, this is what's turned up. What do you have any idea what's gone on? Have you had any other ones come back or get in contact? Um, we've had an email and we've actually got the email printed up next to the guitar on the wall yeah. next door just to say it's a complete one off. It's a mistake. It's a mistake. It's the a serial Fender number, anomaly. Yeah, it's a Fender anomaly. Uh, the serial number matches and they've confirmed that that serial number is for that guitar. Yeah. It should have been a maple board, a uh, maple neck maple board, but just isn't they've put a rosewood board on it's an it's an american performer neck it's exactly the same as what you'd get but with a rosewood board same you know same tuners same everything and the guitar is perfect mm. you know setup wise it was done perfectly it wasn't i don't know it wasn't like a friday afternoon job where they've just gone yeah this 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 and didn't check it it was how does that happen though in the factory the bizarre thing is how does it happen to a limited line and to a neck with a serial number printed on it yeah, so you'd assume then that the the you'd assume the neck would be a would have a serial number printed yeah. already, which means that that and must be know, printed it, last know, then um, or a, late. A maple neck. Am I right in saying that a maple neck is solid? You know, or do you get a maple cap where the fretboard is? I'm not too sure with that, but you know, it it is. We should you, know. You just, I just imagine in the factory a row of guitars and then one's different. And yeah. You, yeah, so I you know, imagine it. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it, you know, you see these pictures of, of guitars that are ready to go to the next stage and of of finishing, and you've got two dozen in a row. You know, it looks amazing, but you've got all those in a row, and it's, like, it's like spotting Homer Simpson with a pink shirt going through the. Have you seen that episode of The Simpsons? Yeah, he's got. You know, you'd see it. Yeah, you know, like it's. Um, so it's so yeah one. And I don't, I can't remember how many pieces they they've done for this limited run, mm. but it's the American factory as well. It's the American factory. There was a QC card. <laughs> yeah, but this is why you know the, this is the thing you see is that you know, buying it from us, we're gonna know that, and we're gonna shout about it, and we're gonna let this person know who eventually buys it exactly what they're getting and why it's special. Yeah. But um, if this had come from a shop where, you know the basically the barcode says what it is and it's going to be scanned, put onto a UPS van and sent to the customer. You know, the customer's going to say, what the hell is this? You know, this yeah. is a mistake. And it's going to go back to whoever as an incorrect purchase. And yeah, but instead, you know, we're, we're aware of what we got and we're going to be able to pass it on to a, um, yeah. And as it stands, who wants it. Fender of, of at least as right now have confirmed that it's the only one. It may be that there are some in boxes sitting exactly. on shelves that have rosewood necks, yeah. and there may be a couple of them somewhere. But those people are going to be buying something that they're not, uh, uh, something that they haven't. They're looking for a, people are looking for a maple neck, whereas we've ours is advertised on our website yeah. now as this one-off with the rosewood board, um, and it's brilliant. It's, you know, it's 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 a performer. It's an American performer. And mm. it's that guitar, you know, you expect that guitar to have a maple neck as well. It's not like... The Butterscotch, No, yeah. exactly. Yeah. It's, the, it's a classic 52, isn't it? It's, yeah, because um, it's, it's got the single-play black yeah. pickguard as well. So, yeah it's, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's brilliant, though. Really, really good. Yeah. But it's funny how we get these little things happen, like the Meteora thing. 
yeah. like this. Yeah. You know, just these odd like anomalies that are. I wonder if it's Some where we countries. are on the um, on the list kind of thing because a race rings when they're allocating things, you know when they allocate stock they allocate serial numbers so it's not just right there's mm. you know there's fifty American performer Telecasters you know just make sure two of them go to so and so so and so one of them goes to race rings five of them goes to whoever you know as they come in serial number. XXX123 will go to Ace Strings. XXX124 will go to Anderton's yeah, next yeah, yeah, in the, yeah, yeah. In the alphabet, whatever. Yeah. And, and the, so, you know, our the guitars that are allocated to us are actually... Usually early yeah, you know, of the run. I'm, well, I imagine they would be. Yeah, it should be. You know, Very interesting. So, mm. Mm. But it's here in the shop if you'd like Feet to come to and see it. See. Um, it'll be on our YouTube channel probably before this podcast is. So... Get okay. it before Adam buys it. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll be generous. <laughs> um, I guess speaking of YouTube yeah. channel, I've got. Yeah, so we said we'd keep in touch with you, with the, or we'd keep informed with regards to um, the success of the YouTube channel with regards to the monetization thing. Oh yeah, we um, we started the YouTube channel. Oh, we started monetizing the YouTube channel back in April. Mm-hmm. At which point we had three thousand and two subscribers. All right, and well, that's, that, is that probably why we decide? Was it like going out into three thousand? We were like, oh, do you know what we? Well, everyone else is doing it, you know. Yeah. So why shouldn't we? Well, yeah. See what we can um, get from it. So um, today, which is the 9th of January, yeah. uh, we got four thousand seven hundred ninety-six. So wow, just under okay. four thousand eight hundred. So just in a you know, within eight months of, of a year, we've done nearly two thousand. Yeah, people. Yeah, it's brilliant. It's really good, and it's exponential usually with YouTube, isn't it? Yeah. So. so the more you get, the faster they come on. We had phenomenal kind of response to out of nowhere the um, Gibson ten times the tone thing. What happened there? Like it was. We've just, tried to look at all the analytics. We've tried to sort of backtrack where it's been shared. It just got. I think it just ended up on crazily maybe like the kind YouTube of um, busy and. Page. Yeah. So anyway, we <laughs> we didn't realise, but um, the way that the monetization thing works is that once it hits sixty pounds, it will automatically just transfer to your uh, to your bank account. We okay. Ha- we hadn't set up a bank account with it. So um, last week um, we had to request a code, which he sent through in the post. Then we had to set up a bank account. And then they send you a couple of pennies through, and you got to. S- oh right. So they can. Verify, so you and all, verify yeah. the account and all that. So anyway, we've yeah. done that, and they sent us through one thousand pounds and seven, oh, one thousand and seven pounds yesterday, which has now gone into your, um, just basically marketing fund. When he says your, not well, the, not you listening. No, <laughs> yeah, there's eye contact going on. Yeah. yeah. Um. So we're yeah we so, are you know that's basically it's, you know it's not cost anybody anything in as much as you know it, it was videos we were doing anyway you know it means that the yeah. same as every other youtube channel there's you know there's a advert you can skip at the beginning and yeah you know we've um well a lot of um, videos have got adverts all the way through now it's so irritating yeah we won't do that no. you know because we don't want we don't want to interrupt the no um the experience so people want to get me over and done with as quick as possible yeah so, it's, so all to, it's all to go to make improvements. Absolutely. So the money's gone into your 
a little account of kind of set up for your marketing kind of thing. So, you know, we've been talking about ideas of where to spend the money. It's not got, you aren't going to spend it all at once, boys. No. You know, you just take a deep breath and think, try and you know, grow up, basically, I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> no, but... A it, confetti you, cannon for every video is expensive. Because <laughs> it's different confetti every time. Number seven makeup, I thought you'd be asking for. Oh, that's, yeah. I got my boots card for that, that's fine. Yeah, I right, could. The, um, you know, you've... Tom has always got ideas with regards to what to what to get to add production different production values to the guitars and one of the things you've kind of improvised with um is like skateboards and that kind of thing for smooth shots and everything so I think you want something to kind of yeah a little slider yeah not too expensive at the moment he is like the MacGyver of the YouTube videos like <laughs> So we use the the um what was it the one of the Fender promo billboards, which is really smooth. Yeah, it's like dragging with a tea towel across that. Yeah. But it gets the shot. It does get the shot. Yeah. But uh, yeah, like a little slightly slider. Yeah, slider. Be good. Yeah, we're hoping for some more, uh, being able to expand the setup. So we're gonna go for when we do comparisons, we can have th- a th- now we've got our new switcher. Yeah. Oh. We can do three amp comparisons, four amp comparisons, and having them all mic'd up. It's just having the things there to be able to say, we can do this now. Same with interviews, having mm. more than one lapel system. Yeah. Just having the flexibility and having the equipment here. Yeah. So, quite a long episode, this, but we got, it's actually been quite a bit that's happened and, you know, as we're going on, it's kind of coming back to us. Greg Coxill is a guy who I have known for, since right at the beginning of A-Strings. So when I first started, um, he got in touch with me. We were both um, fanboys on the Brian May uh, guitar forum. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I obviously got in touch with... I joined these forums to say that I started importing these strings. Are you interested in buying them? And I had people come to me for that. And around about the same time he contacted me, um, he is an electronics kind of um, engineer, and he was thinking of going into business, designing effects and routing systems and all that kind of thing. Yeah. And we started at the same time, January the 1st, 2006, and so he was doing it for, he lasted for about three or four years. I think he stopped around about 2010, 2011. And um, people still kind of ask for his gear and everything, but he's just stopped doing everything. And just before Christmas, I had a, a box come through saying, do not open before your birthday kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I could see it was from him. And inside is this, it looks like it belongs on a 1960s Star Trek uh, episode. It does, yeah. It's, it's basically this this kind of big box with three or four dials on it, switches and everything. And basically what it is, he's made it for us to use in the shop, whereby we can link up four different amplifiers, four different effects and four different guitars. So basically yeah. when we're doing comparisons between, so if we're, reviewing <laughs> the 2020 uh, the the 2021 American standard Stratocaster <laughs> against the professional okay let's not be as controversial as that see we uh, you know maybe you've done the elite versus the ultra yeah. in the past or the Americans what's the difference you can plug all four guitars in going into the same amplifier and all you got to do is flick a switch on this thing and you've got 
an absolute direct kind of comparison. Yeah. Quickly as well, yeah. and also the other way around. If you got three, four, if you got four different amplifiers or however many, and you got one guitar, you can it's plug, as simple as yeah. yeah. You could have three, you could have a tube screamer, an OCD, um, uh, Fender driver or, or whatever going into an amp, and you can see the differences between all three yeah. by just kind of flicking just, through. Yeah, it's going to be re- it's something that only we have got. You know, I mean, there might be other switches out there but this thing is labeled up with a massive a-string sticker kind yeah. of labeling going right the way across it and it looks yeah it looks like one of those things that you wanted to kind of play about with when you're little mm. yeah yeah, yeah it, i think it's going to make filming a lot easier yeah you know that time that time between yeah each and actually and actually you're going to physically be able to see on the switcher where it, we are and what we're on exactly i mean the um it actually makes a bit of an event of a video doesn't it mm-hmm. having the um you know right we're going to switch to this now do, yeah you know it's um exactly yeah so and uh, you're going to do a blog post on it so. yeah well i did um part one this evening i'm going to take a couple of pictures that's going to go up tomorrow morning then we'll do another one tomorrow or friday um or saturday something like that cool get the other bit up on it so that's that right let's move on all right social media comment of the week Social media comment of the week. So obviously with the break we've had a few social media comments that have been good, bad and nothing. Yeah. Yeah. So from the Black Star Silverline series uh, video, Mike Dutil says, Dude, could you have more ink? Ugh. Oh that's right. Let's start off the twenties with the uh with this mad bashing. Well, you know. So that doesn't mean to go on. I know. Uh, yes, yes. My, my prediction okay. is August before he leaves. <laughs> <laughs> you have had some more, you've had some additions. A couple of little bits, yeah. I'm not. Since that video. Since that video, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, nothing, nothing major. And there's no, there's no plans. No, there's more. There's a plan, but that's, yeah, that's not going to be it for a long while yet. Um, mm. It's it doesn't bother me anymore. Yeah, it doesn't bother him. All right, so move on. So can we move on, please? Can, can't you see that it doesn't bother him? <laughs> okay, on the um, comparison of the Strats video, bad Brad, <laughs> bad Brad. Oh, he sounds like a bad boy already. Bad Brad commented, "It bothers me bad." When I don't feel like you're being genuine and reading a prompter instead of giving your honest opinion. What well, bothers me? Don't feel bad, bad Brad. <laughs> uh, I don't read a prompter and they they never re- review. So we don't give opinions. I tell you what bothers me is when you spell your Y-O-U-R and not Y-O-U possibly R-E. Yeah, I know. As anyway. if we could afford we're a not, prompter. We're not bitter. Yeah, prompt. Yeah. <laughs> he obviously doesn't well, know us. We would, we with would, a name like Brad, he's either like an Austri- Australian surfer or, American. or, or like yeah. American. You know, so. Yeah. As, so do, do, do our videos really strike you as professional enough that we would sit there and write up a prompter <laughs> yeah. script first? Does that sound, does what I say sound like I've, it's scripted? No, it sounds like gabble. Uh, well... I hope you've enjoyed... Have we got any more to do, or is that, that the end now? Please, let be the end. 
I hope you've enjoyed the podcast. We've actually had quite a lot of people asking, where's the podcast? When's it coming back? Well, eat your words, because this is probably a two-hour-plus episode. Yeah, with just so rambling. enjoy that. Not all of it great, but, you know, this is what you wanted, so eat it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next time for a jam-packed episode where we'll be able to talk about most of the announcements. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, see what's coming up from all the big boys at NAM. So from, what was his name? What was it that Chris gave you then uh, the other day? Adam dropped a knife and it went, luckily it was a very sharp knife and it went hand, and it went handle first on his foot. Landed on my foot, handle first, Just, luckily. And he had his like white daps on as well. So. <laughs> it was the worst, uh, yeah. And there was no, no. The, 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 the shoes that I had on, had, they were like running shoes. They had no yeah. protection. Just cloth. Yeah. Yeah. And um, is his name for you I, I said jokingly I said if that had if that had you your nickname would have been Stabfoot and Chris went no 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 Gimpy Toe Knife Foot <laughs> so from Gimpy Toe Knife Foot from Richard, Richard Bryers, Bryers sorry Tom <laughs> over in the corner and myself Andrew Morgan and independent from- retail the year 2015 Ron the Killen Taff we'd like oh, to see also um, graffiti artist of uh, of New Orleans <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the oyster uh, artist the Welsh puker <laughs> yeah welcome to 2020 we hope that we're here in 2030 to carry on with the podcasts and uh, can you imagine how much of your life you'd have wasted by 2030 2020 the only way is middling yeah <laughs> thank you very much for listening we'll speak to you soon take care bye 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 bye